0: All right. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. Amen. Are you ready to get into this today? I'm excited. We're going to jump right into it. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible, your tablet, your computer, your phone. I pray you follow along with me and especially I encourage you to take some notes. But let's go ahead and make this confession where we Each week, set the course for our week to meditate the word of God. Hold up your your Bible and say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. Monday through Friday, and because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now, everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, bow your heads with me, and we'll get into the word for today. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask that you shine the light of your word to us today by the Holy Spirit. Help us to see what it is that you're saying. Your message to us in the name of Jesus. We're open to the move of the Holy Ghost in our hearts and lives. That even while this preaching is coming forth, that you will speak to our hearts how what is being said applies, and what adjustments that may may need to be made. We give you all the glory in advance for what will be done in us because of your word. In Jesus' name, and all that agree with that prayer is said, Amen, Amen. Well, open with me in your Bible, if you would, to the book of Matthew, chapter eighteen. We're going to look at verse eighteen through twenty. And over the next several weeks, as we're heading into a new season where we get back to church, we've got a brand new series that I I like to call Gathered Together. This is a message that's born out of Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 20. And I believe this is a message from the Lord just for you. Matthew chapter eighteen, verse eighteen through twenty, it says this: "Assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for for them." by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in the midst of them well i can't i can't read that passage now without smiling ear to ear because god's got a word on the inside of me called gathered together this is a powerful passage description. Verse eighteen, Jesus is talking to you. I believe with all my heart, the Bible is God speaking to you. He's speaking to me, and he says, "I surely I tell you that whatever you bind, when you bind something on earth, it's bound, and when you lose something on earth, it is loose from heaven." In other words, you have authority in the earth, and all of heaven backs you up. Mm, that's good already. But notice with this authority, he says then that not only that, but if Two of you agree concerning anything that they shall ask. It will be done. Prayer is important. When we gather together for prayer, answers come as a result of that, just as we've done today. But then there is this powerful verse that says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, he says, there am I in the midst of them. Now, the, the, the word of the Lord uh, has come to me. Today, the, the title for today is Gather the Scattered. So I'm just only to, able to, to just start this series today. Won't be able to get it all out. But the word of the Lord has come to me that passionately reveals God's heart's desire in this season of life that we're in right now. What, what is God's outlook when churches aren't able to meet, people don't gather together like we used to. Uh, we, we we've got these uh, personal protection equipment PPE. We've got hand sanitizers. School isn't the same. Work isn't the same. Church isn't the same. Where's God? What's his perspe- What's his heart's desire right now? Is this a new way of life and? what does God think towards this? My challenge to you in this moment and in this series is to hear the heart of God, to hear through this message today, what's Jesus's heart right now about the season of life that we're in. The devil has been very intentional in this year in his attack And I truly believe that ultimately it's an attack against the body of Christ, the authority, the real authority in the earth is not what government that stands in office, but it's the body of Christ. And this attack, above all, is against the church been very intentional about it. This pandemic, the racial injustices and the the racial prejudices that have taken place, political uh, divides, and even the recent hurricanes are all designed by Satan to bring death and destruction and is a direct assault against the church. From the beginning of time, the devil's plan has always been to put asunder what God has joined together. He wants to divide in order to conquer. He wants to get you away from where you're supposed to be so his attack can be successful. You know, when I hear all across the country of, uh, from different pastors about things that are going on in people's lives and particularly congregations and churches and believers' lives, I see that the enemy has come in like a flood to attack and to destroy, to steal and to kill. When I hear about jobs and, and and things that have happened on the job financially, what people are experiencing, especially in the area of marriages all over the country, there there's a clear attack. And I believe with all of my heart, that the enemy has come in to divide in order to conquer. He wants to divide you in order to conquer you. He wants to get you away from where you're supposed to be so his attack can be successful. But I believe it's time to gather the scattered. In Matthew chapter 12, as we get into this in verse 24 through 26, It says, now, when the Pharisees heard, when they heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself, how then will his kingdom stand? Now, you can understand from this story, obviously, Jesus was doing miracles and so forth. And the, the Jews said, well, he just, he's casting out he's casting out devils, doing miracles, healing the sick. Well, he's just doing that by, the, by Beelzebub, one of the prince of the demons. Well, Jesus said that doesn't make any sense. He knew their thoughts. He thought he knew that they were thinking that he was doing it by some demonic power and he speaks to it he says every kingdom that's divided against itself will not it will be brought to desolation now that word desolation is important and he says every city or house divided against itself will not stand here in the united states as we approach another political season season it doesn't matter who gets elected it's sad to see how about half of the country is for this and the other half is for that. What results is a is a kingdom or a house or a nation that's divided against itself. That is the plot and the plan of the enemy. And I came today to expose what Satan has worked so that we can get advantage over it. Hallelujah. Even the devil knows. I mean, they thought well, he's doing this by the devil. The devil himself knows that if you divide it against yourself, you won't be able to stand. So what does he do? He comes in to bring about division. He wants husband to be against wife. He wants son to be against mother or daughter to be against father. He wants to bring about division. He wants to divide in order to conquer. The devil knows this and has known that from the beginning. So what we see happening in the world today is a scattering. I want you to imagine watching like a National Geographic, you know, uh, documentary of of lions and cheetahs and other animals in African different places in the world. You know, one of those animals, predators, will just start charging a herd of buffalo or of gazelle. and, And you know what? They're not trying to attack the whole herd. What they're trying to do is create a situation of chaos and confusion where the herd gets divided and specifically where one gets separated from the group so that he can attack and his attack can be successful. There's no way in the world that a lion or any other animal can run into a herd of elephant to attack and be successful. They'll stump them to death. But a lion getting one of the little ones off to himself, one of the sicker ones, can easily conquer it. United we stand and divided we fall. That's why what what we're doing with this Back to Church Sunday on September 20th is so very important. The world has 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 brought in this new environment where we're not even gathering together in churches. And so we're scattered all over the place. We're not gathering together as it is. The heart of God to do is the way we used to. And the enemy is doing that so that he can conquer us. But thanks be unto God. We're saying, nope, this is it. It's time for us to get back to church. Come on, somebody. September 20th. I don't want you to have this mindset that, well, you know, I'm still uncertain about it. You know, the coronavirus. Thank God we haven't talked about it as much with the hurricanes and other things that have been happening. But make sure you have purposed in your heart to get back to gathering together the way that God has intended. Amen. I mean, I've been flying a lot lately and the airplanes are packed. You know, the terminals are packed, the stores are packed. Why shouldn't the the, the churches be packed? What what, what would keep you from being able to gather together? As a matter of fact, when you look at Matthew chapter 23, we're there in in chapter 12, jump over to chapter 23 and verse 37. Hear the heart of God in this verse. This verse right here is, is the heartbeat of today's message. In Matthew 23, 37, and 38, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing to see or look. Your house is left to you desolate. Now, now, now th- think about this for a moment because Jesus just said that, that every kingdom that's divided against itself will be brought to desolation. He uses the word desolate in describing what happens when you are scattered all over the place. You're brought to desolation. He's trying to divide the church, keep the church from gathering together to pick off those weak ones, those little ones, so that he can conquer in their lives. It is time, church, for us to gather the scattered. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37 is absolutely God's heart is to gather his family together. Listen to the compassion. Actually, in the, in, in the heading, some headings in different Bibles says that Jesus laments over Jerusalem. I want you to imagine Jesus, the Lord, crying as he's looking at the city, talking to them. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he's talking to them about how they are. And he says, how often I've longed to gather your children together. Are you hearing God's heart? It is time for you and I to readjust our thinking and be okay gathering together in church again. Woo, I believe this is the heart of the Lord today. As the hen gather his chicks, her chicks under her wings, God wants his family back together again. not just gather together online. He wants us to be together in one place as He said. When two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And if, if, if Jesus is there, then you've got nothing to fear. So see what's happening right now, I believe, moves the heart of God. When God sees us all scattered and all over the place. I believe with all my heart that this verse describes the heart of Jesus as it is today. And he sees what's happening in the world and in the church, and he sees us all scattered around, and he wants us to be gathered together. And he's given me this message for you. I pray you receive this today. Now, let's go on a little bit further. A similar situation occurred earlier in the book of Matthew. We were in chapter 12. We jumped to chapter 23. Let's jump back to Matthew chapter 9. And I want you to notice verse 35 and 36 or 35 through 38. It says, then when Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel uh, of the kingdom, he healed the sick, of every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, again, I always encourage you to go there in Scripture. When when Jesus is preaching or you read about something that happened, imagine being there. I mean, he's going from city to city and place to place preaching and teaching and healing. But then one day, as he looks at the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. I don't know if he began to cry. I don't know if tears began to wash his face. I don't know if he cried with a loud voice. All I know is that something moved him when he saw the multitude. What was it? When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because they were weary. Are you weary right now? Are you tired? Are you wanting to give up? That moves Jesus' heart. But why were they weary? In part, it says, because they were scattered abroad. People are all over the place, not just fig, not just literally, but figuratively. You know, you ever heard of the expression being scattered brain? I mean, you just like all over the place. You know, sometimes I want to do this. Sometimes I want to do you just scattered. And, And I believe that it moves the heart of God even to this day when he sees his children all over the place. They're up, they're down, they're they're, they're happy about marriage, they want to get out, they're ready to start and then they're ready to quit. What's going on? Because we are scattered. The enemy has come in to divide us in order to conquer us. And people, the sheep of God, he says, they're scattered abroad like sheep having no shepherd. He immediately then began to compel his disciples We got to do something about it. I believe with all my heart, this moves Jesus to compassion. Even to this day, we haven't been in church for five and a half months at this point. By the time we get back, it'll be six full months from the time that we've gathered together. And I know as a pastor, as your pastor, there are some that have left the flock. There are some that have gone astray. There are some that that have been picked off by the enemy. Glory to God, because we're scattered. We're not gathering the way that God intended us to be. It is time for us to gather the scattered. And my prayer, my challenge to you is to pray with me that God would send labors, that God would send us to to reach out and to gather together the people of God once again. How am I doing today, church? In John chapter 11 and verse 52, I mean, the Holy Ghost just came on me. I mean, led, led, led me to these verses. I didn't know this verse was in the Bible, but as I looked it up, it, it came up in my heart about being scattered, even though the title is about being gathered together, my, my, my focus shifted it about being scattered. And I searched it and I come upon John 11 and 52. This is when Jesus was again doing miracles and the Jews were plotting against him. And the high priest said something in 51 and then in 52, he said this. He did not say in his own authority, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Now, this is so powerful, folks. I pray that you get this. I didn't know these words. We're in this verse. I didn't know. I knew that in Matthew 18 and 20, where two or three are gathered together, right? And that phrase, as we're going to see over the next several weeks, is throughout the Word of God. But I didn't know that gathered together and scattered were in the same verse. I'm saying that's, just, that's, that's, that's supernatural because God's word to you and I today is that it's time to gather the scattered. What this verse tells me is that the reason why Jesus died on the cross at Calvary is to gather the scattered. He said that he would die not only for this nation, but that he would also gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Child of God, it's time for us to gather together. We've been scattered by this pandemic, but no more time is now for us to get back to church, get back to in-person services, get back to where two or three are gathered together in our name. Praise God. Listen, I was on a flight uh, from Detroit to Houston several times over the past few weeks. And that plane can hold about 180 to 200 people. We, I'm sitting shoulder to shoulder every flight for two and a half, sometimes three hours in a little bitty airplane with a face mask and hand sanitizer. No social distancing whatsoever. Stepping out in the aisle. Somebody. I mean, I got to watch my back because somebody I don't want nobody going in my backpack. I'm standing right in front of somebody, you know, and and if, if we can sit in an airplane for two and a half, well, I ain't going to an airplane, but we're going to the grocery store. Costco's line is out the door. Don't get me stirred up about this now. You've been going somewhere to the gas station. Home Depot is packed places all around. We go to work. Children now are about to be in school. What I'm saying is if we can, if in, in the, the airport is packed, I was out at Metro, Metropolitan Beach in, up in Detroit, Michigan, and the beach was just jam-packed. There's no way, there's no reason for any of us to have the, the excuse that I'm not comfortable going to church because I might catch coronavirus. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there. You have nothing to be afraid of. In Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse number 17, he says, Therefore I say unto you, Thus says the Lord, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered. I will give and I will give you the land of Israel. I believe this message today is prophetic. I believe God is saying Ezekiel 11, 17 in the body of Christ today. He's saying, therefore, say this, thus saith the Lord God. This is not my message. This is the Lord's message. He's saying, I'm about to gather my people together. I'm about to assemble my people together from every place they have been been scattered come september the 13th glory to god there ought to be 180 200 300 people and it shouldn't bother any one of us i may not hug you i may not high five you we will have our masks on and we will have sanitizers available but no longer are we allowing the enemy to push us around and dictate to us our worship of god god desires for us to be assembled together come glory to God, if I'm the only one in the building, I'll be preaching from that church. I know I won't be because there's a bunch of you. I see you right now on the Internet fired up about getting back to God and getting back to church the way that we're supposed to. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 told us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. If you can't see that Jesus is about to come soon, then you have you, your eyes aren't open. You're talking about multiple hurricanes. You're talking about uh, perilous times, people being uh, you know, shot, Uh, All kind of uh, ethnic group against ethnic group, which was prophesied by the Bible, hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, weather events. You're talking about pestilences in all different kinds of places. These are all signs of the times. And what the Bible says is when you see the day approaching sooner and sooner, then you need to be going to church more and more, not less and less. When things get rougher in the world, that means we ought to be closer in the church. He said it, Now read it again, to not forsake the assembling of yourself together. That means you need to be an every Sunday morning church attender. Don't just be a first and a third Sunday or a second and a fourth Sunday. You need to be there when the door is open every single time. Hallelujah. He said, I will assemble my people together. Woo, glory to God. In Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 12, he says, as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among the scattered sheep. So will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and a dark day. As your pastor, I am seeking you out. As your pastor, I am calling upon you. I'm where are you? It is time to come back where you've been scattered. We are reaching out to you. God says, I'm seeking out my sheep to deliver them from the places that they have been scattered. You've been in some very dark places, being out of church and out of the sequence. You've been in some very cloudy, some very shady type situations. There've been some dark situations that you've been in and it's been because you've been scattered. He said everywhere they were scattered on a cloudy and a dark day. And if you've been experiencing in any kind of darkness in your life, whether it be you know physical or financial, I'm here to tell you it is time to gather the scattered. In John chapter 16, I'm almost done. Verse 32, he says, indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the father is with me. Jesus prophesied it all the way back then when he came to the end of his earthly life and ministry, he told them the time, the hour is coming where and it is now where you will be scattered. We're experiencing that scattering. I mean, folks all over the place. No, I mean. You know, even when we come back together, we need to be able to count like, are you still with us? Are you still connected? And he said that time was coming and now is not the time for you to leave the church. Well, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. It is time to get back to church as we know it. Amen. The Bible talks about persecution, great persecution that comes against the church. And what it does, he comes against the church to scatter the church. In Acts chapter eight and verse one, Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. I'm here today to tell you there is a great persecution happening against the church in the world today. This pandemic is not just about some flu symptom or some sickness or disease. This is an attack against the church to shut down churches, to keep the church from being as powerful as it's been called to be. Just remember that Jesus died to gather the gather. Remember that he's moved with compassion, great compassion, and longs to gather us like a hen does her chicks under her wings. I close with Psalms 91 and stanza one through four, even beyond that. I want you to uh, picture and hear the heart of God about gathering you together, not just figuratively. He wants you to be assembled together in church the Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God is anybody listening right now that considers them one who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He says those, they will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They'll be able to say of the Lord that He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Stanza 4 says, Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Stanza 3. When you abide in the secret place of the Most High God, God will deliver you from the Noisome pestilence, the perilous pestilence. He'll deliver you from coronavirus. He'll deliver you from drive-by shootings. He'll deliver you from financial ruin. He'll deliver your marriage. He'll deliver your children. Glory to God. When you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I'm here to tell you that one of those secret places of the Most High God is the church. The church is the secret place of the Most High God. God. And when you dwell in that secret place, surely he will deliver you. Surely he will protect you. Stanza 4 says, surely he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler the word of god is your truth and when you abide in the church and you dwell in the secret place of the most high the word of god will be a shield all around you and be a buckler and under his wings you'll be able to safely take refuge it just keeps going and it gets better and better. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that wakes in darkness, nor of the destruction that lies, at we, lies lays waste at noonday. He said a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. He says, no, no evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. What are you worried about? What would you be concerned about when we gather together in his name? He is there over the next several weeks. I plan to ex- to expound upon this revelation in truth to get you and I so stirred up that even if we do walk into the building and there's hundreds and hundreds of us, not one of us will be worried about catching coronavirus. Not one of us will be concerned in any way about any uh, contagious disease or any other attack of any kind. It is time to gather the scattered. I'm just out of time today, and I thank you for allowing me to speak this word into your life. This just gets better and better. Come on back next week, and we'll give you more in Jesus' name. Now, as I get ready to close, if you're watching right now and you don't know the Lord, maybe you're in one of those cloudy and dark places. Maybe you just, as a last effort, you know, maybe something's going so bad and so wrong in your marriage that you just tried church today. Let me ask you, are you born again? Are you one of the children of God? God longs to gather you like a hen does her chicks wants to protect you under under His wings. Pray this prayer with me. Give your heart to the Lord. Turn to the Lord in your time of trouble and surely He will deliver you. Pray this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I turn to you today to give you my life. I do believe that Jesus died for my sins bearing my sins for me they put him on a cross and they put him in a grave but i believe he's alive come into my heart save me from my sins i repent right now for all my sins and i accept the offer of forgiveness Now help me, God, out of this dark place. Be a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Show me what to do from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen.